and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. How do you create messaging that really resonates with your ideal clients? This is a question that I get asked a lot and it's certainly something that we teach in the Mindset Coach Academy along with identifying your niche and your ideal client because messaging and connection with your ideal client, with your potential clients is so important in growing your business as a coach. And also just really honing those messages really helps you to identify those people that you want to work with. And it also helps you to hone and refine what it is that you help people achieve in your coaching practice. So today I'm going to just talk you through some of the key things that are important for you when you are creating your content plan, when you are creating messaging to go out there uh, on social media, on your website, podcast, on Clubhouse, um, on all the different uh, elements that we have available to us to get our messaging out there. And, you know, as always, it starts with some key decisions. So, you know, you need to be specific about the niche that you serve, the outcome that you help your clients achieve, and also who it is that you're wanting to talk to. And I'm sure that you've heard before that one of the best ways to communicate effectively with your ideal client is to imagine that you're speaking just to that person. Once you've identified who that ideal client is, to engage in conversation and to write things that are just going to resonate with them and you're speaking specifically to them rather than trying to speak more broadly as if you are in in a crowded auditorium because what you really want to be able to do when you're communicating with your clients is to create that connection and connection is so much better when it's that one-to-one connection um, and that one-to-one Uh, because at the end of the day, you are speaking ultimately to one person. So what I wanted to uh, introduce you to, first of all, was the need for you to really hone in on what it is that you help your clients achieve and then also how you're going to get that out there and how you're going to demonstrate your credibility and how you're going to be able to articulate that with your clients. Now, I think a lot of coaches miss the mark here because what they do is they use very generalized statements, like, are you feeling overwhelmed, for example? And then they say things like, I can help you. But there's a gap there, right? A, we don't know what the person is overwhelmed about. So there's a difference between, for example, feeling overwhelmed because you're Um, a mum who's just had their third baby and you're overwhelmed with that. Um, There's a difference between that person and a client who um, is overwhelmed because they've just been promoted at work and they're feeling a little bit out of their depth. And the difference between someone who's overwhelmed because they've got an overbearing mother-in-law and they're going shopping for bridal dresses. So three different circumstances in which the client can feel overwhelmed. And I think what we really want to do is to draw that in and the way that we do that is by speaking about 
those kind of specific situations. So it then becomes about the situation that the client finds themselves in. So are you overwhelmed because you've just had a second baby or a third baby and X, Y, Z is happening? And so we want to describe that situation in some detail. So whatever it is that you help your clients with, I want you to think about what are the situations that they find themselves in that really alert them to the fact that they need help, that they need someone to help them with this, but also those situations that demonstrate that you know where they're at. So let's take an example of a situation that your client may find themselves in. So say, for example, your specialism as a coach is uh, that you're in a nutrition coach and that you work with busy, overwhelmed working mothers. And so your situation could be for your client that it's the end of a long day, they've just put the children in bed, um, they feel like they've had such a long day, it's nine o'clock at night, they sit down on the sofa and they think to themselves, I really deserve a glass of wine. So I really want a glass of wine. So they go and get a glass of wine and while they're at it, they notice there's a packet of Doritos in the cupboard. So they grab the wine and the Doritos, sit on the sofa and before they know it, They've not just had one glass of wine, they've had two and they've eaten the whole packet of Doritos. And then what happens is, of course, they think to themselves, oh my gosh, I can't believe I've done that. I've really let myself down. And then the emotion that follows that is I'm really disappointed, maybe a bit of shame, um, you know, I can't, and the thought might be again, like I can't stick at anything. And then the action might be, well, I might as well, I've blown it now, I might as well go and see what else is in the cupboard and have another glass of wine. And then the result is, of course, it becomes that reflexive loop that your client is putting themselves back in the same situation again. And they feel like they're on that treadmill of, you know, at the end of, it, at the, end of the evening saying to themselves, I deserve a glass of wine. And, you know, then they're perpetuating um, the situation with their health, with their nutrition. So these are the sort of examples that you really want to be getting in and communicating with your clients because it demonstrates your level of understanding rather than just, you know, I can help you lose weight or I can help you be healthier with your nutrition because we want to have those specific examples that your ideal client specifically will resonate with and we want you to include those in your messaging because that's what people really resonate with okay so when you're thinking about that I want you to take the time to go through and write down a series of situations that your client finds themselves in the thoughts that they have about those situations, the emotions that they feel as a result of those thoughts, the actions they take or the inaction, and then the results. And write down three or four of those because this is a great head start in terms of then having those posts for social media, being able to write blogs, being able to go on and you know, do a podcast about it even, um, go on and talk about them in videos, in lives, etc. And so doing this pre-work really will help you to hone in on that client messaging, okay? Now, the other thing is that I want you to think about where are they now and where do they want to be? And essentially what we want to do is to have an empathic approach towards that. I think gone are the days where you know, we write four or five sentences about everything that's wrong in our client's world. What we really want to be able to do is to tune in quite empathically to the situation that they find themselves in and let them know that they're not alone. Let them know that we understand. 
And so I really want you to think about that as well in the context when you're writing those steer statements of, you know, how does my client know that they are in this situation and that they need help? And how can I know, how can I let them know that I know as well? Like I understand where they are at the moment. So the other thing then, once you've got that information and you've written down your steer statements, is that I want you to create some posts, um, some posts or some videos that really then you can use to resonate with your clients, to communicate with your clients that you do understand where they're at. And when you're doing them, what I also want you to make sure that you are doing is to demonstrate how you can help them. So I think a lot of coaches fail to do this thing, which is they'll create a brilliant post and their client's nodding all the way through going, yep, 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 that's me, that's me. And then what they do is they forget to actually put a call to action there. And they also forget to clearly articulate how it is that they can help their client. So I want you also then to think about the framework. We talked last week about coaching packages and I want you to talk to communicate the framework that you use so that you say to your client using my xyz framework right and whatever xyz is your framework so using my mindset mastery framework or using my um xyz system i will help you to do this okay and you can be really clear about what that is you know we will get clear about where you are now we will uncover the hidden beliefs and sabotages that are um, maintaining this problem. Um, we will do X, Y, and Z. So you want to be really specific with your client about what working with you entails because, you know, when we talked about credibility, we talked about you and your clients need to know that you're the expert. And one of the ways that that happens is by you actually telling them how you are going to help them. And please, as I said, I think in last week's episode, you know, don't talk about your Phoenix Rising program. When you have a coaching program, tell people what it does. You know, it needs to say what it does on the tin. So I, that's the other thing I find is that a lot of coaches in their messaging talk about programs with really creative names, but nobody knows what it actually means. Whereas things like, you know, um, launch for profit, um, couch to 5K, whatever it might be, they're really specific. What you want is with your framework and also with your package names is to let your client know what you actually do and so that it says what it does on the tin. Don't try and be over-creative with your package names because they are a great way of communicating with your client that they're going to help them get from A to B. And so use really clear uh, clear naming conventions for all of your programs, please. Want to learn more about how you can become a certified mindset coach? Head on over to our website, www.mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash coach certification, and you'll find all the information that you need along with a button to book a call with me to talk about how you can become the best coach you can be. Now, once you know your client's steer statements, so the situation, thought, emotion, action, result, and you've written all of those out and you've created your posts, which is, you know, around the sort of theme of, I see you, right, I get it, I understand, and here's how I can help quite specifically in your messaging, then you want to actually start to communicate 
with five key themes. So what I want you to do is to really hone in on your niche and then I want you to think about five things, five subject areas, five topics that you are going to talk about religiously. And those topics are going to become synonymous with you and your brand and what you talk about consistently so that you can be relied on as the go-to source for talking about those things. Now, what you want to do here is choose things that are important to you, that you're passionate about, that you have knowledge and expertise in, and that are also of interest to your ideal audience, your ideal client. And so say, for example, um, you are working with that overwhelmed, busy working mother, you may want to talk about things like parenting, you may want to talk about self-care, you may want to talk about you know, running your own business. You may want to talk about um, emotion. You may want to talk about mindset and whatever those topics are, right? But you want to actually define what is of interest to my ideal client and what am I going to become known for? It doesn't have to be five. It can be four different topics. And then underneath each of those, you're going to create subsets of those topics. So things that fall under that. So, for example, with parenting, it could be things like... Um, you know, how to keep your children entertained during lockdown, things to do during the school holidays, um, balancing parenting and work. So you're actually, you know, thinking of the subsets of information that you can be giving out that are of interest to your ideal client, you know, parenting as a solo parent, etc. So have a, this does require some thought work. I use a Trello board to do mine and it's something I share with the students in the Mindset Coach Certification Program just to really keep those things organised, the content posts and the theme posts um, and also those statements that really resonate with my clients along with those client descriptions. Now, the other thing I recommend you do is make sure that you have a mix of posts. So your posts want to be educational. So they want to be, some of your posts will want to be value posts. Like what information can you be giving your clients? And that helps you to demonstrate your expertise. What posts can you do that really inspire your clients? And I don't want you to post memes or quotes necessarily. But if you do, what I, what I want you to do is to make sure that you talk about how and why that post resonated with you, that quote resonated with you in the post. So don't just use a quote like Henry Ford said, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right, because we see that all the time. If you are going to use a quote like that, please, please, please add your own, add your own um, commentary to it, add your own perspective and your comments to it. Um, so then you want to write inspirational posts. So you want to write educational slash value posts, inspirational posts, entertainment posts, posts that are a bit more light, a bit more engaging, a bit more, um, you know, with a call to action. Maybe you're doing a bit of a poll, um, those kind of things, because um, those are a bit lighter in the context of the work that you're doing. Maybe you can add a few, um, you know, a few fun memes or videos in, depending on your brand and your brand personality. And then the other post that gets a lot overlooked quite a lot is the sales post. And this is where you actually let people know how they can work with you and you do a very strong call to action, which is about working with you and signing up 
to contact you, um, to go to your website, to buy, to enrol in whatever it is that you are offering. And if people can't buy from you, if they don't know how to buy from you, they're going to buy from someone else. So you may be producing the best content in the whole wide world. And listen, I've been guilty of this in the past, but you can be producing the best content in the world. But unless people know what they can buy from you and how they can buy from you, they're not going to buy from you. They are going to buy from someone else. So it's really important that you share how people can work with you, share those frameworks that you use, describe your program, your package in some detail for your clients and don't, be, don't shy away from a long-form post in these instances either. If your posts are really engaging and they really capture someone from the first part of that steer statement of that situation, thought, emotion, action, result, um, then they're going to read through. And the people who are your ideal clients are going to be wanting at the end of that to be able to work with you or contact you or engage with you in some way because it will be so aligned with um, the experience that they're going through at, the, at that time. Now, the final thing I wanted to talk to you just about on content. So when you've got a content plan, when you've worked out um, those themes that you're going to be focusing on, I really want you to start to work out where are you showing up and what types of content work best for you and what you enjoy producing. Because if you don't enjoy producing videos, there's no point in forcing yourself to do them. Um, if you don't enjoy writing blogs, and again, there's no point in forcing yourself to do those either. So what I want you to do is to think about the type of media that you want to use for your content. Now, one of the good ways to do it is to actually, if you do like video, is to create a video and then have it transcribed. So you've got the captions on it and you've also got the transcript. And then what you do with the transcript, of course, is you create a blog post or you break that and then you break that blog post up into other social media posts, smaller posts. They can be tweets. They can be Instagram posts, Facebook posts. Um, and then also you can strip out the audio and create a podcast like this one or do audio snippets on Instagram, for example. So there's lots of different ways that you can repurpose one piece of content if you do it in a smart way. Now, if you don't necessarily like video, it doesn't matter because you can record a video with you talking about the subject don't have to share the video, but you've got the audio and then it can be transcribed and it makes that process a whole lot quicker. If, for example, you're great at writing, then please, by all means, just, you know, do those written posts and then perhaps use those and some dot points from that to do a few short videos, to do some reels on Instagram, to go onto TikTok if that's your bag, you know, we can repurpose content quite easily and effectively and efficiently these days and it's really about finding which uh, media you really enjoy working with and then thinking about how can I repurpose this one piece of content to be more than one piece of content. And that is key. It's something that I do. So I record a video. My video goes to podcast. The transcript of the podcast, of the audio, goes to uh, blog and then the blog becomes broken up into social media posts on LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook. And so it does save a lot of time and energy, but it also means, quite importantly, that your message is very consistent across that range of different media and that you are having more opportunity to 
engage with your ideal client. The other thing I do is every Friday I send out a newsletter which has a link to my podcast, to my YouTube channel, and has a snippet of the um, of the, the blog post that's created from that transcript. So it really does save time and energy, but it also means that you know, we want to convey messages that are really important that we want our audience to hear. Um, and, you know, we're adding value all the time. And so the more that we can get that out there, the better uh, in terms of helping to serve our clients and attract them to us as well. Okay, so that's it from me. I'd love to hear how you action what you've learned from this, uh, from this episode. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye from now. That wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review if you've loved it, share it with your friends, and I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything. Mindset is everything.